Bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh yeah, got a good one tonight for you. Live from Studio Kitchen, it's the Modern Eater Studio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Snyder, we got a good one tonight, boys. We got a pack, it's packed in here, and a packed slate. Can't wait to tell you about the show. Right now, I do want to introduce a guest to you. He's going to co-host for the first hour with us, and This has been one I've been waiting for for a long time, but welcoming him right now from Westward, he's the food editor, Mark Antonation. How are you, Mark? Good. How are you doing today? Doing good. It's food editor, right? Uh, Yeah, food and drink editor. That works. Oh, and drink. Uh, Well, yeah. You do like them both, right? (laughs) Pack show, are you looking forward to this one? Uh, Yeah, this is insane. I've never... How would you describe? Uh, Well, you said it best. uh, It's a little bit like Thanksgiving dinner with the family. Little chaos, a little bit of fun, and uh, and a whole lot of food and drinks. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a little love. A lot of love. Yeah, the community is what we're really all about, and um, the kind of the voice of hospitality, culinary, um, the folks in the network that we're developing. It's just an honor to be able to have a lineup of stars here tonight, 6 p.m. Coming up momentarily, Chef ne- Emma Nemechek. She's in Seattle, Rich. She's in Seattle. Awesome. We're awesome. gonna She's we're gonna awesome. catch up and find out why Emma's in Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Lee Sullivan's in the house in Denver Five. Just got back from New York City. It's the James Beard House, and we have a lot of tie-ins tonight with the James Beard House, and we can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, Mark uh, Peranto is here from Seattle Fish Company. Chef Elin Wenzel's our chef for this evening, Jay. Yeah, that's right, and he's uh, all queued up to start uh, cutting cutting down on some fish over there. Did Did you say he's cute? No, he's cued up. Oh, well, I mean, he's a cute guy. He's cute. He's cute. He's cute, too. So, uh, Elon Wenzel, this is a cool one. Element Knife Company, if you don't know and you like to support hyper-local like we do, uh, I encourage you, if you're listening and you're in hospitality, restaurants, so on and so forth, give him a shot. Elon Wenzel and Element Knife Company, along with, uh, he's a chef at Sushi Saza. And um, those knives are killer. We all have one. I, I bought one for a couple chefs and for a bunch of my employees. They're, they're beautiful knives. Yeah. Beautiful knives. And we'll get it going right now. Check us out on Facebook Live. Just uh, search out The Modern Eater. Click on Facebook Live. Don't forget to like us there. We're going to do some demonstrations for you, and that's going to be so much fun. Sean Smiley, he's a, one of the a friends of the show. He's not only the president of the uh, Colorado Distillers Guild. He has his own little toy, which is a distillery in Golden State 38 Distilling Company will be here. Steve Waters, Run with the Roses. I believe that's a new restaurant that's on deck here in Denver. And we want to talk about um, not only new restaurants, but what it takes to open up a restaurant. Sean and Steve will hang out at 7.30. And then Charlie Gottenkinney, there's the man right there. He's a great storyteller, has a brewery in Midtown. It's called Brews Beers, delicious Belgian-style beer. So looking forward to a full show. In the meantime, in, in between time, why don't we go to the VIP line and catch up with Chef Emma Nemechek. Is she on the phone there, Jared? Back at the station. <laughs> That's what it is. Live radio, no man is master. Let's continue. Mark Antonation, it's a cool thing. I, I called you in here because, um, as I understand it, you fell in love with federal restaurants right off the bat. 
Yeah, uh, I live just off Federal Boulevard, and uh, a few years ago, I was driving on Federal and looked over to a restaurant and thought, I haven't been there yet. And then I looked up the street, and I was like, I haven't been to a lot of these places, so I decided to eat at all of them. Um, and fortunately, uh, Westward, uh, Patty Calhoun, the managing editor there, uh, uh, or editor-in-chief, thought it was a good idea, so she let me write once a week, and I ate uh, at every restaurant from Hampton up to I-70. took me a year and a half. Uh, I skipped the chain restaurants, but all the locally owned Wait, places. is this a true story? Yeah. That far? Yeah. Uh, Hampton to I-70? Wow. So what is that, 10, 11 miles? Yeah. Holy cow, man. Yeah. So Federal, is it undiscovered, or are people just catching on, or has it always been there, the allure? I think there are a lot of places that people have known about for years, uh, like Fun 95 and uh, New Saigon and a few other places, uh, Columbine Steakhouse. Um, we went to Columbine Steakhouse. <laughs> that was an experience. Right? To me, it was like the uh, soup Nazi kitchen. <laughs> you walk up, and you better know what you want right away. And then you sit down. Don't cause trouble because they'll they'll kick you right out of there. And it's cash only too. Yeah, one of the few places in town that still only accepts cash. I love that personality style, and that's a place that really knows their identity and they're (laughs) unforgiving about it. What are some of the standouts that uh, come to mind when you talk about it? I know Chef Preston Phillips at Grind Kitchen in Cherry Creek. He he lives and dies by Star Kitchen. Right, Uh, definitely a good one. uh, Just off of Federal Boulevard, there. Um, There's I guess all of almost all of Denver's dim sum houses are within a block or so of Federal, uh, Star Kitchen, Superstar Asian, The Empress, um, Kingsland. How long have you been King- in town? Uh, I have lived here since I was 16, so about two years. So you might have remembered <laughs> yeah. the old the the old Jays, <laughs> which um, used to be a an icon there, spot on Federal, and it yeah the changed. noodle place. Uh, I think he had moved around to a couple different places, and uh, now is I don't think he's cooking, but that was that was an awesome place. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think there are people here tonight. I mean, you don't have to whisper out there. Have a party. I mean, we're, <laughs> we broadcast live from the halls of the Great American Beer Festival, so a little yeah, noise. Right, <laughs> <laughs> a little noise is not going to bother us uh, in in the least bit. So, federal restaurants again. I, I I mean, I'd love to do a challenge like that. I don't. I mean, how did you spread that out, and how long did it take? So I wrote once a week, and it took me a year and a half. Uh, the first place I went to, I ended up actually not eating at because they didn't take credit cards. Uh, it was cash only. Um, and then the last place I went to, uh, I, at that point, um, Patty offered me a full-time job. Um, and so I switched over from just Federal Boulevard to covering international cuisine throughout the city. And then I see a venture way into Aurora. Yeah, you're you're starting to catch on there too, right? Uh, yeah, Aurora is amazing. Uh, you know, so much variety. Uh, there's Korean cuisine. There's a lot of Ethiopian restaurants, um, Mexican, Vietnamese. Where'd uh, you bring us tacos from tonight? Oh, uh, just a, a block from your studio here. That's uh, perfect. A little place. Um, it used to be called Tacos Velos, and now it's uh, Pancho Villa. So I just stopped in. There's the chef there, a uh, guy in a mohawk, um, you know, he's taking orders, he's cooking the food. 
uh, you know, he was the only one in there. They they probably do a lot more business later at night, but uh, the rest of the Federal Boulevard right now is just getting geared up for Saturday night. So there's yep. food trucks mm-hmm. out, and uh, there will probably be some cruisers coming through. Usually behind a pen, behind the microphone tonight, it's uh, a pleasure and an honor to have Mark Antonation here with us from Westward. Uh, do people perk up when you walk into their restaurant like, oh, we, we better be on point? Or do they know you're, you're a pretty easygoing guy? Yeah, I try not to. I mean, I, I like to keep a low profile. So uh, I've definitely made some friends in the business. But uh, I just like to go in and eat and talk to the people that work in the restaurants because they're, they're the ones doing the hard work. I just get to enjoy it and write about it. Um, what and, a dream job. Yeah, there's some amazing, amazing people on the. Business. I'll trade you, not the jobs. I just want to be Mark Antonation. <laughs> you can be Greg Hollenbag. It's a tough life over here, man. I'll tell you what. We got her on the VIP line right now. Let's peek in just for a minute. Her name's Chef Emma Nemechek. She's a friend of the show, and she's a very talented woman. Uh, she commands the kitchen, and she works at the uh, Omni Interlock Inn. And I think we have Emmy, uh, Emma right now. Emma, are you there? Emma, are you there? Yes, we are here. Hi. How are you guys? Can you hear Hello. us? Hey. Hey. Hello. Hello. So t- uh, Hi, fill I'm us in, Emma. Where are you? And what in the blazes are you doing up there? Well, I want to congratulate Emma. She just won the International Les Dames de Scoffier Legacy Award, along with about four other women. Uh, and it's a national recognition for her amazing work in pastry. It's a young lady. What's she doing getting a legacy award already? <laughs> Jeez Louise, congratulations, Emma. Thank you very much. But I'm honored to actually meet Holly, uh, proprietor and owner of The Fort, the iconic restaurant in Colorado, which you all know. So I'm honored to be with her, with you guys. So. Wow, well, so we've got an established icon and up and coming. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. We're always so, working hard every day. But, past president, uh, I, I understand, I Holly Arnold, uh, Fort Restaurant. Well, tell us a little bit about that organization, would you? About the Fort or no. Les Dames de Scoffier? Correct. We'll do the Fort another day. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Les Dames de Scoffier is an a international organization. Uh, founded over 50 years ago uh, by Carol Brock, but Julia Child. It, it's an organization of women culinary leaders, um, and there are different chapters around the world, from New York, Hawaii, and I'm one of the founders of the Colorado chapter. Uh, we have uh, amazing women who help other women. We raise scholarship funds to help uh, in culinary education, and we also have a Green Tables program underwriting uh, a lot of uh, programs for schools and Title I schools and uh, teaching uh, institutions to cook real food and not processed foods. Um, but it's a very powerful international organization of women culinary leaders. I love it. I love it. Ladies, travel safe. Thanks for checking in. We're going to get back to Studio Kitchen Colorado. We have uh, Chef Elin Wenzel on deck right now about to do some knife demonstrations. So that's so much fun. I appreciate you guys checking into the show. Let's take a quick turnaround. We'll get back uh, from Studio Kitchen Colorado. And this is a fun one. Uh, she's larger than life. Her name's Lee Sullivan. The Denver Five just got back from New York City. 
uh, the James Beard House. That's always just an honor. What these people do with Denver 5 and Elin Wenzel, a part of Denver 5. We'll check in with her. She'll be on deck next right here on the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 at Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, at a undisclosed place near you. But we'll open it up to the public here <laughs> shortly. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Schneider, along with our co-hosts this hour, Mark Antonation. This is good. All right. Um, Mark, do you want to set up this next guest since you're co-hosting? Yeah. I uh, met Lee Sullivan when I started at Westward uh, four, four and a half years ago. And I'm always impressed at the number of different things she's juggling at any one time with, uh, you know, restaurant consulting, doing Denver Five, and uh, and all the chefs that she knows. Uh, so she's been a great contact to just be able to get into the business. Without further ado, Lee Sullivan. <laughs> Hello. Hello to you. Thanks. Uh, don't be nervous. It's my mom listening and a couple more people. I like your mom. <laughs> my mom, my mom is a trip. Where do we start? Uh, Denver 5, you just got back. What were you doing? Uh, we took our, I think it's our 11th year, to James Beard um, with 5. And we go out there and we cook, do a Colorado-centric dinner, and it is a blast. Um, what we, is 5. Five is a passion project that I started, and it was a way, again, 
15 years ago, I started with this process with the James Beard House, trying to get them to let me bring a lot of really great chefs to New York City. Because as a native of Colorado, I was always kind of irritated about New York, San Francisco, Chicago. These are the food cities. And for me, you know, I traveled, I ate all over the world, but some of my very favorite meals I've ever had in my life were in my own backyard. And being that third generation Colorado, Colorado proud girl, um, I decided I was gonna do something about that. And so I set out about 15 years ago, harassing, seriously <laughs> harassing the James Beard House to let me bring them an amazing group from Colorado and because it's called five, because there are five courses. And so I wanted to bring a different chef to feature for each course. So that's kind of how that started. Um, a couple of years into it, we started adding the beverage team to it, which was really fun. Um, I have my alum beverage guy here, alum chef guy here, so. All in the house tonight. All in the house. Family. It is, I it's love family. It. And so, so how many years? We are, we just finished our 11th season. And you do dinners pretty much, I mean, there was one in at the Bar Helix mm -hmm. over the summertime, then yep. you were in Grand Junction. Mm -hmm. And then what was, was there one after that or did you head straight to New York? I don't remember. You what did Aspen, did. Aspen Food and Wine. Yeah, we did Aspen Food and Wine. We did Bar Helix. What else did we do, you guys? Grand Junction. Grand Junction. Well, definitely we did Grand Junction. That was awesome. Which I think one? that was our last dinner. What's next? What's next? Um, a lot. Go so lay we, it on us. <laughs> a lot. Um, we are getting ready to kind of, it's time. You know, all good things need to adjust and, and to grow. And we are definitely looking at taking what we're doing currently and supersizing it. So we are working on that um, kind of in the middle of that process. Ten courses. Ten <laughs> chefs. It, it, might, it might be. I've done it before. Why not? Um, one year I did. I took nine chefs. Did you really? Yes. Wow. It was insane. We had so much fun. Um, Your dinners are a blast. And it's open. Are. It, it's open. You can come. Mm -hmm. Buy a you ticket. You're come. in the door. Absolutely. And by this time, um, when we kick off the season, the 2019 season, um, we will have a new website. So we'll actually have the schedule up. So that's kind of a weird thing for us. So <laughs> Organization. Weird, right? I'm telling you. Hey, yeah. Lee, let me ask. Brian Freeman here. What did you make for this Colorado-centric dinner? I'm, I'm curious to hear. Um, there was some delicious um, duck. Is there duck? I don't actually remember. We had some uh, delicious steak. Okay. Elin did a steak. We did duck. You know what? The boys, so we ended up, so this year was odd. Um, we had five chefs when we started. And by the time we got to James Beard this year, we had three. So something really cool about this dinner was that the boys decided that they were going to collaborate. So they collaborated, they each did their own individual dish. And then I think it was the second course and the dessert course, they did a collaboration. So it was really kind of really cool to see this because you had three really different chefs with three really totally different styles and they all kind of came together and they did this amazing dish. Lee, I was going to... Uh, uh, nice. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, here's thank the you. menu. Well, and Lee, let me, let me ask that. So you, what, what do yep, you mean by that you had five chefs and then you only had three at the dinner? 
Well, how, how did that happen? Well, sometimes. So five, you don't necessarily know what you're getting into. I mean, we try to lay out all the groundwork and, and you know, the flow and all of that stuff. But ultimately, you don't know how the group is going to jive. You don't know if the group is going to stay together. I mean, we've had multiple years where one chef has been there, and then for whatever reason, something comes up and they just fall off. Life happens. Life yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So we had two life happens this year and um so we pushed forward with the three that hung in there and god they did a great job and we have a really good um core like people come from new york and they've come every year and the cool thing is is that we are the number i think we're the only people help me out with this the only people that in the world that go to the james beard house that has the most consecutive dinners under their belt or our organization. So wow. that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's real cool. You know I was going to do this, and I'm going to throw it over to Mark Antonation here in just a minute, so get a good question. Ready, right. Mark. <laughs> uh, you said collaboration. you got to collaborate with the modern eater. Yes. This kitchen. Yes. Let's do something. Let's do it. A pop-up. Yes. And we can start working on that right now. Well, we're going to have like a million dinners, so we'll do them all here. <laughs> a mil- all right. Let's get ready for that website to <laughs> put a million dinners on there. I like that. Mark, uh, go at it. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask about the the experience of being at the James Beard House because I've heard that unlike our space that we're in right now, it's pretty tight quarters for several chefs working at once. Someone grab this and and then. But what is the James Beard House? Uh, well, it, it's uh, the James Beard Society uh, was founded to to honor James Beard, who was a food writer uh, and chef, and um, now. They, it's his actual home. Yeah, it was his home. They've rebuilt it somewhat, but I guess it's... It's, uh, it's still all original. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't expanded anything. They haven't gone crazy and done anything to it. It's exactly how it was when you lived there. They just keep updating it and making it a little fancier. So a couple of generations will all be eating, not us, but uh, at the Lee Sullivan house. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. People coming from New York. Uh, I won't be cooking. Let's go to the Sullivan house. It's very non-assuming. You you pull up and you, it's like, oh, this is this is it, uh, and then you go inside the kitchen downstairs, the the backyard, eating on multiple levels. It, it is tight, but it's one of the highest work. honors. It and, is. And, it's like the Oscars yeah. for the chefs, and I think what keeps me going every single year because five is like I said a passion project, so it's kind of a, mm-hmm. it's a lot, and um, but I think what really keeps me going is like when I walk into that house, and I brought somebody new for the first time in their life, and they're eyes get so wide and they get so excited and it's such an honor to like to be a part of that because it is such a cool thing to do and it's not the easiest invitation to snag and they put you through some stuff to like get your menu approved so i mean it is pretty cool and so i guess that's my biggest thing is i love seeing these chefs like get there and Shining. We'll talk about this one right here, over here making delicious food for us tonight. I love that one. Yeah, give it a, it's uh, Chef Elon Wenzel. Chef Elon Wenzel, he was my alum chef this year. Um, You know, we work with, we work with five or three chefs um, every single year. And, and what we tend to do is that we keep one on so that we can make the transition a little bit easier for the rest of the team. They're kind of like the quarterback, if you will, of the chef world, because I don't speak chef. Oh, I've never spoken chefs. <laughs> never will. Um, so we, we keep an alum on. So he is our alum this year, and he's amazing. Yes. I mean, he's so talented, but such a big heart, and he's single. So and humble. 
And humble. he's so, so humble. And it he's just... single. So is Rich. We got a match. <laughs> <laughs> we got a match in the house. Uh, we're going to hear from Elon Wenzel coming up at uh, 645. And um, right now, I mean, tune in uh, truly to Facebook Live and check out uh, the skills of Chef Elon Wenzel. We really, really enjoy having him here tonight. See, Leah, wasn't that bad. You're all ready now. It's like the, the rust is it's off. Prime time. Now you want it's like let's keep going, right? I'll just stay up here at lunch. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> you should. No, I'm out. <laughs> um, delicious products, uh, Colorado products. Whenever we can sort, I feel it's a, as as I talk hyper local all the time. I feel it's an obligation. If there's somebody within your community that has a product or service that you may be able to use, and it's um, you know, it, it's something that I feel so strongly about. It's all of our obligations to support everybody as a whole. High, uh, high tides raise up all ships. And doing great business here in the Denver area, Seattle Fish Company. And, again, local products right here. And we're so lucky to have them in our backyard. Um, that's really cool. So let's catch up next with Mac Peranto. He's going to be on the show right here in Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000 gallon system year round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at SouthRiverAquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. All right, back to the show in just a minute with Mac Peranto, Seattle Fish Company. But right now I talk about hyper-local and I talk about great businesses. Here's one for you, family-owned and operated for 20 years. Jeff and Kristen Rourke, these are fantastic people. Um, doing all the custom installs you could ever want and maintaining your draft systems. Um, you talk to Jeff and Kristen Rourke, they truly want for you to have an A-plus report card, hence their name, A-plus Beverage Solutions. They will give you the solution with A-plus Beverage Solutions. Why don't you call them in to your aging restaurant, brewery, um, bar? I was down in Cherry Creek and I saw a bar that was pouring foamy beer 
pouring it from the pitcher to the glass, changing the the um, composition of the beer and the temperature itself. It's so tacky and you lose a, mo- a lot of money. If you're pouring insufficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're pouring, pouring your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Uh, he's Johnny on the spot. He'll return your call quickly. This is his cell phone number, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name's Alex Seidel. I'm from Fruition Restaurant, Mercantile Restaurant. You are listening to us on Monard Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are. Welcome back to the show from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, a dream come true, the Modern Eater Show, broadcasting live from our own studios. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Schneider, along with our co-host this hour. His name's Mark Antonation. What do you think of the show so far, Mark? Uh, super fun. It is fun. Right? I'm I'm standing here and there's a guy with a sharp knife behind me and <laughs> right. he's been like torching peppers and slicing cucumbers and whole fish and. Speaking of sharp knives, I think I want to have a pumpkin carving contest next Saturday here. So if anybody wants to come oh, out and nice. carve a pumpkin, I think we're gonna do it here and then we're gonna line them all up and and uh, drink beers and and uh, delicious distillates. Um, distillates. So let's continue on right now, supplying the fish for us this evening. And last week, as a matter of fact, his name is Mac Peranto from Seattle Fish Company. What's your time? It's sustained. What, what do you do at Seattle Fish Company? First of all, welcome. Thank you. Um, so what I do is I'm the sustainability coordinator as well as I work in the purchasing team. So what we want to provide to you guys as customers, as chefs, as people in the community is peace of mind when it comes to what's out there as far as seafood there's a ton of you know myths a whole bunch of uh you know malpractice if you will as far as the seafood industry goes we get a lot uh, a lot more looked at through the telescope as far as uh proteins go um so we want to make sure that there's peace of mind for you guys as chefs as the restaurant and community everybody like that so that there's no um you know bad uh discrepancies for your fish about the environment about forced labor anything like that so let's do this let's do a round robin i'll start mark next brian and then um little rich question yeah keyword right now it's big buzz phrase sustainability Mm -hmm. what is it so i see sustainability as the three e's of the environment uh equity the environment and i guess the third e is more of an s but it's the social aspect um, so we look at the environment, we look at is everybody getting, uh, is there any, um, you know, degradation to the environment, is the management of that fishery being utilized to its full potential. Um, we look at equity, is everybody involved in this, you know, supply chain and everything like that, you know, be able to be, be profitable, stay, stay in the green on it, and then the social side, making sure people are getting paid, making sure that there's no forced labor, slave labor, anything like that. For that, So for me, that's what sustainability is. I love is. it. And so sustainability, just for my little pinhead is just having a good system put in place that's actually something that you continue to do over and over again. Yeah. Okay. So Mark, go ahead. And along the lines of sustainability, uh, I've been hearing a lot about what they're calling trash fish or fish that maybe are less common on the plate but uh, are better for the system overall to catch so do you guys uh, carry that and also anything super weird because i like weird stuff super weird stuff yes so we at seattle fish is kind of i guess we talked we heard about lee's passion project we run a 
passion project of myself, which is our whole boat special. So all of those bycatch species, all of those weird species that you don't really hear of in a kitchen, like mullet fish. Um, Opa is pretty normal, but we run a special every week, so we'll buy the bycatch off of a boat every week, and then we'll offer that to chefs in, at, for uh, every week. So every week it changes. Um, we did a red mullet fish about two weeks ago. Last week we did Opa because it's got a really cool story to it right now. Um, a lot of the Honolulu uh, fishing boats right now, those are tuna boats, are out fishing this uh, northwest part of the ocean, and they one boat hooked onto some pilot whales, which is a big no-no, and instead of um, taking the hooks out and releasing those mammals back, they actually just cut the line. So the Hawaiian Fisheries Association cut down, uh, put a kibosh on that whole body of water, so they ended up having to fish the north east body and uh, had a ton of opa. So that, that opa is bycatch. It brought the cost down so chefs get a better deal on it. It's got a better story. Hey, we're running opa as a special because a lot of this fish is auction sushi grade fish and instead of it being tossed back, we're going to bring it on and run a special on it. So we do that every week. Um, yeah, if you, if you... Okay, I lied. I'm a talk show host. I gotta throw another question. <laughs> throw it in there. <laughs> um, most you, popular fish consumed. In the U.S.? Yeah. Salmon. Salmon? Salmon. I, I believe it. Okay, that's a lead-in for me over well, here. Wait, really? Because I, I want to uh, okay, talk about ahead. Colorado fish. Yep. Can you talk about... No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go Colorado ahead. fish. Um, are we eating Colorado fish today? Yes. So this hybrid striped bass comes from us from Colorado Catch. Uh, it comes from Alamosa, Colorado. Um, it is from the Fawcett family. They are the best people I've ever met. Um, they they brought us in, open arms, showed us the facility. Um, I mean, these guys have, when they're not farming fish, they're doing wheat and barley for coors. They're, you know, raising cattle. They have this huge plot of land. But this hybrid striped bass for me is my favorite product. Um, I purchase this product uh, twice a week. We actually get this product before it goes through rigor mortis. <laughs> Um, so this is the freshest product we carry, I guess. Wow, that's cool. Um, we that's do awesome. have product that we fly, and it's here within a day. So but. you answered a follow-up is, um, this is sushi-grade fish here. 100%. So it has to be farmed, because if it's in a lake or something in Colorado, you might not want to have sushi-grade, because you got am animals pooping downstream and that type of thing to where you might want not want to do that. Right, with, and, uh, and something that's really cool about these guys is they actually have the reverse. So all of their, all the aquaculture of this facility is all tanks. Um, it comes from aquaphor water that's pumped up from underground, and it's geothermal, so it comes up at about 68 degrees. Um, so they don't have to, you know, waste any energy. Are They're they using the waste to grow plants? Yes. So that so it's waste, an aquaponics exactly. facility. Exactly. So I want to say aquaponics, but what that waste does is they actually have a tilapia farm underneath the hybrid striped bass. And that those tilapias clean up everything, and then all of the solid waste, they pull that out and fertilize their fields for coors to have their house. I love this stuff. Go ahead, Brian. And do they have alligators, too? Is that? Sorry. They don't have no, the alligators, yeah, but it's down there. Cooper, I think. Yep. Um, We've got to take a tour to that, if you know anybody mm -hmm. from there. I want to so see. So first, awesome. I, I've got like a statement and a double-end question for you here. Let's it's, do it. The statement is, congratulations, 100 years. I don't think a lot of people think that a fish company is a local company. Mm -hmm. How can it be local? Centennial you know, one of the things I, you know, I want to say is, is it's about the fact that Family came out here, 
brought something to Colorado, stayed loyal to Colorado. Your guys' only location is here in Colorado. And so you're truly plowing the money back in. And a lot of the things, and I'm sure charity work and initiatives yeah. that you guys do, stay right in Colorado. So I, I just want to make that statement so people don't get confused about it. Because yeah, I because think that there confusing is, enough, it's Seattle Fish Company. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you in Seattle? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> where are you yeah. in Denver? But, I mean, going off that, thank you very much. But... Um, that's the coolest part about this this whole company is that this started out with Mo Zaisino, uh, our current owner's grandfather, who um, was an Italian immigrant, really wanted the taste of his homeland, really wanted the taste of that you know some some sea, some sea, some seafood, right? And so he was hopped on the train to Seattle and was bringing oysters, cockles, uh, clams, and just fresh fish back on ice and sawdust to keep it cold. And people were asking him at every stop, hey, where, where do we get seafood? Can I let me buy some of that? So. It actually started out with um, Moe's pushing an oyster cart on Market Street, and uh, people become all these immigrants were coming in and saying, "Where do we get good seafood?" And there's like, "Oh, there's this guy from Seattle comes around here, kind of pushes a uh, pushes you know some Seattle Seattle fish guy." So we we started out as a Seattle fish guy, and now we're the Seattle fish company. That's awesome. So now here's these are some big questions, just because something that we talk about, you know, I, my company's Growers Organic. Yeah. We're, we're all about the environment and sustainability. And right. so the, the double-ended question here that I have for you is, first off, Frankenfish, because we're, you know, we're going at a different level and the concern about them getting in the wild, mm -hmm. we, you know, last year. You would there, go there, Brian. There was, yeah. I like well, it, it's, though. It's a, it's a big deal because a lot yeah. of people, you know, the GMO fish. But then to back up on that, same point. What do you, are you talking at all? Are you hearing much noise about the, the pollution right now in the Pacific? And and do you have your customers concerned at all about that? Because even on the produce side, I you know, right now, and what I'm referring to is radiation from Fukushima mm -hmm. um, that has, you know, really all over the Pacific. And we, we went out the other night and we were, we were at a, a really awesome fish sushi restaurant in town, a new, a new place. And I was talking with them about what do you have from the East Coast? just to see what's out there and they and they you know really prided themselves on all japanese you know they have a, a buyer in japan buying their question in there yeah well that, that he, he knows <laughs> the question I'm with now I'm with so you. so let's let me throw it at you where, where where do you think about those two things and and how they're correlating right now so frankenfish for me uh, i think i mean this is a frankenfish right here this is a hybrid between uh, a freshwater bass and a saltwater bass so I think as far as hybridization when it comes to escapes, um, which is what we kind of see and what we saw in the Pacific Northwest, um, you know, um, my background is actually in fisheries biology. So I, I'm all for conservation and, you know, trying to minimize hybridization as much as possible. But what we're seeing right now is Cooks was, it was it, I mean, it happens. Um, as far as hybridization, they actually found out that a lot of these uh, you know, the salmon, the Atlantic salmons that they had in these net pens weren't really able to even survive, let alone reproduce out there. So it's not a huge concern from us uh, as well. A lot of the fish that we get come from Chile, Scotland, um, you know, and these guys are really doing it at the top of their game. A lot of our salmon that's farmed gets third party certified as well. So they look at are they, you know, prone to getting escapes, anything like that. So definitely try to minimize that as much as possible but that's what we do on the back end as far as sourcing making sure we're getting it from a reliable source making sure that we're not getting it from a cooked seafood or something like that um, as far as your second question of radiation there's a there's a big concern out there I don't really see it coming from chefs um, I really see it coming from the general public as far as radiation and everything like that goes um, 
But yeah, it's a concern for us for sure. And so that's why we really try to get people to get onto this whole boat program where they're getting, you know, smaller fish, not these bigger, you know, yellowfin tunas, your swordfish, your, your species that are more likely to have a huge distance travel so that they have higher mercury levels, if anything, and even possibility for radiation. So that's why we're really trying to push, you know, you're not cookie cutter type fish, getting you educating the cons consumer on why we source from certain places as far as farm raised fish and why you should, you know, maybe not go for your yellowfin tuna and try, you know, a hybrid striped bass on your sushi instead. So do you think the tuna is played out the pokey, you know, I mean, one yellowfin is an endangered species at some level, right? Um, so, so actually, I mean, currently there are no tunas on the current endangered species list. Um, bluefin tuna, for sure is still a really big concern for us. We do not source any bluefin tuna, and that's what has been on the endangered species list for quite some time, um, which is why we only uh, source yellowfin tuna that is from the Monterey Bay Aquarium rated yellow from that fishery or from an MSC, which is the Marine Stewardship Council third-party certified wow. fishery. Wow, lot to it. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, <laughs> taking us to school right now in Studio Kitchen. You got one for Just us, Richie? This is a hard-hitting question, so... Hang on. Oh, take it. Come Favorite on, tartar sauce. <laughs> Favorite tartar sauce. When he makes it home. <laughs> oh, man. Um, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't, I don't know enough about tartar sauce. Here, here is something. Where do you see the future of local, like the, the striped bass we're seeing behind us? Is that something that uh, we're going to be seeing more of? Um, I think on the local level right now, what we're really trying to push is for a local trout. Um, and, and for us in the seafood industry, uh, we see, you know, it's really hard to just say local because we have one local product and that's our hybrid striped bass. Um, but for us on a local level, what we really see is domestic fish. Um, so we get a lot, of our, uh, a lot of our trout right now out of Idaho. I mean, that's about as close as it gets um, as far as local products go. So I think a lot of it will be, you know, turning to land-based aquaculture systems that have mm -hmm. recirculation. Uh, we see yeah. mm -hmm. we have a huge project, not us in particular, but the seafood industry. We have a huge project in Miami right now doing the biggest land-based aquaculture facility for Atlantic salmon, which is going to completely change how we source it. Right now we do most of our sourcing for marine net pens that come out of Scotland, Norway, Chile, Canada, stuff like that. So that's where you see your schooner, your schooner bay salmon, your velasso. But this is going to really, really change that because then you don't have to worry about escapements. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, chemical use, pollution, mm -hmm. antibiotics. It'll all be in one system. It'll be coming from an aquifer and then being pumped right back into it clean. Wow. What a pleasure, wow. man. Yeah. Thanks and for having me. Mac, I'll tell you what. Wow. Uh, Mac Peranto there, Seattle Fish Company. You're going to come back many more times. Yeah. You're, you're I, our, yeah. Fish, you're our fish guy. Yeah. I love that. Coming up next, it's our In the Kitchen segment, and we truly are that right now. And again, just a, a he's a, I, no way more to describe it than a lovely guy, because he really is. And Chef Elon Wenzel, he's a friend of the show, and uh, we want him to be a friend of yours, too. He's going to come back in the kitchen next with us right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. 
Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things, a dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvana. All right, back at it from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the new home of the Modern Eater Show. Greg Gollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Mark Antonation from Westward. Here we go into the segment that we love the most because we're talking to the chef. Tonight on deck, it's Chef Elon Wenzel from Element Knife Company and cutting it up at Sushi Saza as well. Welcome back to the show, Elon. Thanks. Great to be back. Good to see you, man. Uh, you sound great. You're back from New York City. You're getting trying to get back into the flow of life, right? Yeah. Uh, Mark Antonation's here with us tonight. You guys have history at all? Do you know each other? Uh, just... Uh, we met briefly recently, and uh, we've just been talking tonight before the show started. Go sit at his sushi bar sometime. Uh-huh. I've done that. Have you done that? Yeah, maybe not when you were there on a given night, but I've been to the restaurants. Yeah, great. come on down. I'd love to make sushi for you. Good stuff. Are you a fan of sushi, Mark? Absolutely. You are? Yeah. Uh, how, how do you think the sushi tastes tonight that Elon prepared? This is amazing, and I was going to ask about how you uh, came up with these flavor combinations, because... There's the the raw bass, but then there's these baby kiwis, and then there's um, some sort of uh, pinkish uh, sauce that's on there. That's so this is a cherry onion creme fraiche. I made a cherry onion marmalade, western slope cherries, for one of the Denver Five events that we had done earlier this year in July, I believe it was, and I folded it into the creme fraiche. Wow. Uh, I've been messing around with this new style type sashimi for some time, and I've kind of been zeroing in little by little with these flavor profiles. I had the idea several years ago when I first got into sushi, uh, and I have a bit of a French background, having attended culinary school. So one day it just came to me in my head that creme fraiche would go amazing with fish, and it seems to be working, and 
people are loving it. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Thank you. Oh, I doubt it. It tastes incredible. Well, and you've got some sweet and a little bit of spicy with those shishito peppers in there. Yeah, so shishito peppers and something that's called yuzu, yuzu kosho. It's a fermented citrus pepper paste. Oh, wow. I mean, truly about, I don't know, you know on my radar, seems like sushi was just kind of like there was a, fe- a cultish type of club that would eat sushi. I think it's come a long way. Probably hasn't. I mean, has it come a long way, sushi? Yeah, and, and the varieties of sushi and the different flavorings? Yeah, for sure. When I first got into sushi almost 20 years ago, things were pretty traditional. And in the last 10 years, sushi has really blown up. And we've started to see a lot more of these new style type sashimis and fusions of flavors. And I've been trying to follow suit and be creative myself. And Point being is, is that... I say, if you tried it once, try it again. Absolutely. You know, retry it. Some of the terminology and some of the fish itself, people go, oh, I'm a little intimidated, and that's why it's good to actually ask your chef yeah. that's in front of you. But uh, like sashimi, what is that? So sashimi refers to just the raw fish. Mm-hmm. So there are different types of sushi, and the word sushi itself means to vinegar or vinegared, and it's a more modern style sushi that came Mark out of Tokyo. Mark knew that. I didn't. Did you know that, Mark? <laughs> uh, I've had... The, the vinegar style, I've had the uh, flame seared one that's basically raw that has just one side seared and then what we get in the U.S. mostly is just straight up raw non-vinegar sushi. Yeah. So I guess the vinegar goes into the rice. The, right? the vinegar refers to the rice. Sashimi yeah. is raw fish which can be topped onto basically bricks of rice and formed by your hand and that's nigiri. <clears throat> and so there are different types of nigiri, different types of rolls, different types of sashimi. One thing that... Um, so right across the street from where I live is uh, Matsuhisa. I go into Matsuhisa and spend more money than you want to. Um, but I've learned, ask for the good wasabi. Somehow that's like a, a trigger to where they don't just get... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, if someone asks you for absolutely. the good wasabi, what, so, are, what are they referring? Wasabi is horseradish root, Yeah. but it's very expensive. It's very difficult to grow, and it only grows in certain regions mm-hmm. and climates. So the wasabi that most people see is a powdered wasabi that's been rehydrated with water. Fresh ground wasabi is extremely good. It's a little bit sweeter. It has those elements so of horseradish good. notes. So if you're in the know... And on the alligator skin? Uh, uh, shark skin. Shark yes. skin. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It, yeah, if you're in the wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Shark skin. Tell, tell the listeners, what, what are you doing? That was a quick reference. So dried shark skin has a texture like a grater. So you take the horseradish root, which is the wasabi, and you'll grate it right on that, and you get this great ground fresh wasabi, and it's just paste, pasty like what you get with that rehydrated stuff. Now, Elon, I, I want to say, though, I think there's the horseradish that you're growing for wasabi is a little bit different. It's a different the, species. It's a different yeah. species than what it's, we grow here. It's small. Here. It's naturally green. Yeah. It has that kick, that bite, but the fresh has a bit of a sweetness to it. Since we're going to be losing Mark Antonation next in the next hour, he's got another engagement to go to. I'd love for you to finish it off here with Chef Elin. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always curious about uh, just different ways of using seafood at home, too. Um, and I've got some salmon in my freezer right now. Is there something fun I could do uh, with salmon that I haven't thought of? Yeah, for sure. If the skin is on and it's been scaled, you could pan sear that. You could do a uh, cast iron skillet, would be great, get it up to temp, put a little oil in there. You could mix a little oil and butter, which will bring the burning temp up. 
and put it in skin side first. You can dust it in flour, which will make it a little extra crispy. A little Ooh, salt, okay. pepper to finish. Yeah, keep it simple. And, just and simple. what temp? What temp? When you say bring it to temp. hot. Hot. Yeah, I mean, 375, 425, where do you want I don't to go? Think you really, preferably gas. I don't know what the temperature is exactly, yeah. but on high all the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and what you can do is you can get a good sear on that skin side, flip it over, and you can finish it in the oven. Oh, okay. That way you won't overcook it. He's going to do a round two of sushi. Um, Chef Elon Wemsel, I thank you so much for joining us here tonight. I think the takeaway is going to be awesome. So thank check you. it out on Facebook Live as well. Give us a, a countdown back at the studio. How much time do I have? Ten seconds. Mark Antonation, thank you. Thanks so yeah, much for thank you, having me here, and the food was great. Continuing next with Sean yes, Smiley right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I'm out of my tweet. It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. It's hour two of the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's our own studio. And uh, just having fun tonight. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Little Rich Schneider. And uh, speaking of fun, he's fun all in one. The two and only Sean Smiley. How's it going, Sean? What's up, guys? Uh, State 38 distilling. Yeah, guys and gals here tonight. Uh, first blush, what do you think of the kitchen? Uh, beautiful. I'm I'm so proud of you guys, right? So years back, we yeah. were doing just regular yeah. radio studio stuff. Look at this. Right? It's gorgeous, yeah. We came up, Pa. Y'all grown up. <laughs> we're all grown up. Y'all all grown up. up. I can't take my eyes off your belt buckle there, big I can't guy. take my eyes Look off your tie. What, oh, what is going on with this? <laughs> Brian's dad Seriously. came to the oh, show tonight. yeah. <laughs> Look at my old basketball coach. <laughs> Brian will be back next week. <laughs> Go run a jingle jingle. <laughs> Hour two gets a, you know, a little more loose. The, the rust is white. That's why we want John at the top of the seven. Fair enough. I like uh, it. Appropriate as we tune in. Well, uh, we're allowed to drink it seven just so you know that's uh yeah. we have a little rich is laid down and he gives rules, rules. Yeah. That, uh, seven o'clock seven o'clock is the time no yawning you got to come up and drink now that's it come on up here oh we're fish gonna bowl, talk baseball drink, fish drink, drink. Fish bowl. <laughs> we've got some uh fun people here in the house tonight so you talk about a lot we're coming up and a lot going on with us but you man you're doing a lot of stuff too it's been a while since we've caught up so let's get there it has on the radio it's been a while since yeah, caught that's up right. yeah, yeah i talk to you too often <laughs> during I during the week call you up he's my uh, <laughs> advisor let's go to don's and go <laughs> right. you know, shuffleboard shuffleboard and, until we can't see straight yeah eating meals and making deals <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it yeah, i like that man that's what we do that's a good term we're working um, yeah, man, we got we got some uh, fun stuff coming out. I mean, we obviously first of all talk about yeah, the distillery yeah, yeah, and your yeah, new yeah. tasting, yeah. the satellite room. Well, there. we we have a new tasting room in Rhino, yeah. so 28th and Walnut, right next to uh, Stem Cider, uh, which is uh, you know a pretty cool, hip, trendy sure. area to be in for sure. Um, too trendy and hip for me, right? I'm 40 and I walk in and I'm like, you know, these kids are like rave dancing and glow sticks. I'm like, can I just get a martini and watch? <laughs> yeah. I'm a watcher can, can too. Get a martini up in here, please. Yeah, yeah. that's What's right. Martini? First drink on Sean. Just yeah. mention the modern eater and yeah, Sean. Yeah, just say that. You'll get kicked out. He'll take yeah, immediately. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're done for the night. Yeah, they'll, they'll empty the rag. You're and caught your up. Drink. And we're calling STEM next door right, too. That's you're, right. you're done just on go the to block. STEM after that. Yeah, no, things are going well, man. Um, we, we have our standard bourbon, which, of course, in the winter is, you know, people like to drink the darker spirits. Sure. Um, I'm down with the brown. We're, we're, we're known for our 
Man, I could go so many places with that. <laughs> uh, we're known for our agave spirits, which we can't call tequila. No, but we, we started making uh, whiskeys a few years ago as well. So now we're coming into October, no- November, December, which is affectionately called OMD in our industry, which is a big spirits push. Mm-hmm. So the distilleries really shine. Uh, over I've these had three some months. lonely nights in my shame hole, <laughs> sitting in the shame hole drinking. Dude, with a face like yours, I can't imagine you ever have a lonely night. <laughs> hey, listen, there it is. I mean, <laughs> me and my girl right here, Colorado. Dude, that's my great grandpa. <laughs> so. Yeah, this hey, is getting weird. Just listen, you drink half this bottle. Grandpa starts looking good. Hey, Rich, who's coming? Just me and you. <laughs> There's a party. Oh man, that's my favorite joke right now. There's more to that. Yeah. Thing. No, I'm, I'm getting a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I invite you to a party. Um, brandy, we uh, so this is the all Colorado donated apple uh, brandy. So we can we give it a little put that right into it. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get this thing Here's going. There's a brandy man. glass right here. How, how do we? Where's the camera? I'm trying to figure this bad boy out here. There we go. Usually so, you'd be at home on your couch watching this. Yeah, well, this. look at the technology all got going on <laughs> it's here. It's a little bit better. Yeah, you're all making stock trades on the side. Yeah, look at your logo. <laughs> look at this technology. Um, so this this is the only Colorado all-donated apple uh, brandy. So we asked the local community. Actually, Mark Mark's here somewhere. Give right? Richie a taste of this. Um, Give Richie Mark, right Mark here from, from, Mark right from here, Westward Rich. is here. Just tiny, tiny, tiny. He wrote a fantastic article about this. We only make this brandy from 100% donated apples from the local community, mm. right? So we're not buying apples from Washington or anywhere else. It's people who have apples in their front tree, or front yard, backyard. Trees are growing over abundance. Nice. They can't make apple Sean's pies. buying apples on Craigslist. Dude. No, he's getting donated. <laughs> They're donating, yeah. 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 Free apples. Come Free pick apples. them up. And people are throwing the apples away yeah. more often yeah. than not, right? And so at the back of the distillery, we have this drop-off point. Today, we had uh, probably about 3,000 apples donated just today. That's great. And um, we end up mashing those apples, fermenting, and just Anybody want to taste? You know what I wonder? Yeah. Did Get Bruce Jenner uh, stop by and drop off his Adam's apple? Oh, <laughs> Richie. Oh, hey, give Richie a little little sip yeah. of booze, Man. and he's off the. Man. Sean's drinking out of a fishbowl. <laughs> We've just lost it tonight, Jay. Well, I think. Wow. What, hey, let what me, you think, let Jay? me chime in. Hold on, this. I gotta well, get Jay's Jay take. Well, I mean, obviously, I haven't. Hey, everybody, it's Jay Parker. I haven't really spoken a whole lot tonight during the show You're for a lot of on. reasons because we're doing stuff. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if this is the segment I really want to get involved in. To be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys do your thing, and then later on I could be like, I didn't have a part of that segment. I just Says the guy know. who has a shirt that says, nice tots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, I mean, but I'm not on camera. Right yeah, your believability on that is gotten Now you got to come over here and show the shirt. Yeah, yeah. Right. Come on, show the shirt. Come here, on. man, I'll just, I'll just do this. I'm in control of all this stuff here. I'll get it well, so you. let me tie this in, though, real quick, because yeah. a lot of people don't know where wearing State, a tie, State 38, in the whole State 38 is in Golden. But but Golden is right next to Applewood, mm-hmm. and a lot That's of people right. don't realize there was huge orchards right. in that mm-hmm. in that area of Colorado, yep. and, and and we don't grow a lot of apples on the Front Range anymore. All the apples, you know, that are production apples are out in the Western Slope. Yep. Yep. I think it's so cool because there's so many people who have these apple trees in their yards, mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you don't prune them right, they they you know they will die, they will have disease and all kinds yep. of problems. But if you prune them right. You'll get these beautiful apples every year, and you can share them. And so yeah. I think that's super cool because yeah. that is all Hand about the, the fish hy- bowl. hyper yeah. <laughs> local, hyper local that we're talking about. Hey right man, here. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this too. It's a two-edged sword for us in a positive way. We got people coming and donating apples, 
then two years later, it's an apple brandy. They come in and buy the apple brandy, right? So we, nice. get, we get free raw yeah. material, and then they come back and say, I want to buy that bottle of brandy because it came from my tree. They yeah. give it, you give a discount. I that, do. I, well, we give a big discount. You do. Yeah. yeah. We, more often if now, you're we, a donator, you we, get a we discount. We actually more often give them a free bottle and they buy another bottle on top of that. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Finish this cool. up. What's next, Sean? Uh, absinthe. That's what I want to try. Yeah, we're going to this experimental. Yeah, Van, Van Gogh. We're going to chop yes. off ears uh, at the second part of the show. I think we're going to take some earlobes off. You're it's doing uh, absinthe. It's Jay here. Absinthe, right? That's yes. what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. The green fairy. Now Did tell you, me, yeah. tell me what that is versus some, something else because yeah. I'm not 100% on it and I know I'm not alone. So absinthe, from a flavor perspective, is dominantly from the uh, star and greeniness, which is licorice. It's got a licorice characteristic to it. But what makes absinthe absinthe is by adding some wormwood to it as well. Wormwood has a chemical compound called thujone. Thujone is why America made absinthe illegal Illegal, for a long period of time because high quantities of thujone will make you hallucinate. Yep. Um, well, let's get it. Even kill so you let's drink not, it up. Yeah. Yeah. If it's yeah. not done right, though, wormwood Correct. could kill you. It, if it's well, I don't know about that. I mean, no. you know, you can pot kill you if you do too much. Of it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I was told though that over in Europe, where some of these people are doing this at home. Yeah. That the the wood wormwood, if you do if you do the distillation in the wrong in the wrong order or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could shed some light on that. Or is it just is it just a wife wives tale? Or no, what? it's an old it's a wives tale. It honestly is. Um, and, and the reality is. The amount of thujone it would take for you to even hallucinate, you would have to drink probably about 50 bottles of that. Okay. Straight up. Challenge accepted. That's a Tuesday for That's Brian. So do, do you recommend serving this the, in the traditional style so, over the spoon? So this is very non-traditional. We're okay. doing it straight up. This is 120 proof absinthe, right? So this has got a lot of alcohol content to it. Now, if y'all want here in the studio to add some water to it or ice cube, it, it'll lucify. And luche um, is where the, the oils and the alcohol begin to break apart, and um, they become like a cloudy milk-looking uh, texture to the absinthe. That being said, you can just drink it neat at 120 proof, too, and it's pretty fantastic. Mm. We had to send this uh, recipe to the federal government so they can test the chemical compound on it to make sure that the thujone levels were below... Uh, the the acceptable amount where you begin to you know hallucinate or whatnot. I mean, of, hey, of listen, course we passed that. Jay here, you can drink enough water to kill you. That's right. You know, right. so uh, yeah. I mean, put that in perspective. You know what I That's mean? Right. How many staples do I eat before yeah. I die? You know, it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> you know, you could probably get away with two or three, but I would slow down at nine. Drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah. That's why I mean, we're just yeah. tasting. Yeah. We're just well, that, tasting right now. But like to touch on Brian's <laughs> thing, where it's like, well, I hear too much. It's like too much anything will yeah. kill you. For you sure, know? man. Let's just make it a big party here. Here's what I want to do. Is we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Uh, Sean Smiley here with us from State 38 Distilling. Uh, how often do I jumble that? No, oh, you've missed, you've messed it up like six times. So I'm like really proud of you right six. now. Hey, it's written on the wall you, you in front said, of you. You said it correct. That's, this time. What, that's what I have to and do. And not my name, the distillery. Yeah. Uh, Steve Waters is going to uh, join us as well. Run for the Roses, I believe, is a new restaurant's coming up. We're gonna keep you stick around. I think you're gonna be around for a while. But I also want to uh, bring Charlie to the mix. You enjoy this stuff too, right? And we'll we'll go to the the beer at uh, 7:45 for booze in the news. All the booze news you can use. So uh, it's a party here at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Uh, Sean has the fishbowl out. 
drinking delicious craft beer. Is that? Um, it's his beer. Is it's it Charlie's beer? beer? Yeah, it's so Belgium good. Belgian style. It's so good. You you don't recommend these at the uh, tasting room there, do you? The fishbowl glass. <laughs> Yeah, is there a special <laughs> price for a fishbowl, Charlie? That's right. All right, let's take a break. We'll uh, be right back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Sean Smiley and Steve Waters, they'll be up next right here on the Modern Eater Show from iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video, too. TheModerneater.com. I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Okay, back to the show in just a minute. Right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions time. 20 years in the business, hyper-local, family-owned and operated. Him and his wife, Kristen, Jeff and Kristen Rourke, they do such a good job making sure you're pouring delicious craft beer the way the brewer intended for you to taste it. Custom installs and maintenance of draft lines. There's nobody better than Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Foam is money. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're pouring, pouring money, money down, down the, drain. the drain. There we go. We got everybody in there on it. Uh, truly, pouring your money down the drain, it just doesn't make sense, especially when you can have Jeff Rourke give you an A-Plus report card on your draft systems. Give him a call, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. That's probably my favorite liner coming into the show. Hey, Charlie, what is wrong with you, man? 
Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> All's well in the world. It's Saturday night in the Mile High City. The sun is set, and we're just getting started. 7.22, 22 minutes past the hour as we continue on the Modern Eater Show. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, thanks for joining us. Check us out on Facebook as we're going down a myriad of delicious uh, distillates from uh, just, I mean, truly. How long have you been around, Sean? Five and a half years, man. Yeah. State 38, five and a half years. Hustling. Let's, let's introduce a couple new guests to the show right now on the mic. As myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Sean Smiley, and um, here it is. Charlie Gottenkinney is going to join us early because you enjoy these types of things as well, Charlie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a tough one to say. <laughs> that is a really tough one to say. Steve Waters. Um, joining the show as well. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. Uh, cocktailing, you know, no stranger to that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You worked with Lee Sullivan at one point in time with Denver Five. I did. As her cocktail expert. Yes, I did that for the last two years. I've kind of been, you know, Lee and Travis are my family, and so we've kind of been back and forth through. Bring your mic in. There you um, go. You know. Going with Denver 5 and working together on multiple projects. Yeah. I worked for Lee at some point, uh, worked with Travis at points. So we've been kind of, I guess, inseparable for 10 years now, something like that. Yeah. Inseparable for 10 years. That's right. I'm just insufferable for 10 years. <laughs> Dude, 10 minutes is <laughs> all I get. 10 minutes is all I get. Hey, man. 10 minutes, I'm I, done with you, man. I understand. We're getting delicious desserts uh, spread out here. I, are those just Little Rich is going to talk about them here. The best-looking pastries I've ever seen. Ever seen. Yes, well, they should because um, wait until you hear this story of where Little Rich got these. Right now, in the meantime and in between time, you're going to be a uh, – you're looking to be a, a restaurant guy. Own yeah, a restaurant. Uh, cocktail bar. Cocktail um, bar. Downtown. We're going into the dairy block development. So we're mm. on 18th and Blake. The dairy block is between 19th and 18th and Blake and Wazi Street downtown here in Lodo in Denver. Um, we're going into uh, what used to be the Celtic space on 18th and Blake. What, did you find a bag of money somewhere? I wish. We're in the basement, so uh, there was, hey, there actually, was, a, was a half uh, a bag of money. Well, there was He's a just in the down basement. there, but there was nothing in there. So, Oh, Geraldo was there? Was that a... Let's continue on. That was yeah. actually pretty good. But nothing was found. Nothing was found. No, you'll find nothing was found. Yeah. Some so good we're in cocktails. the basement down there. Um, we're hoping to open next month. Um, focus on classic cocktails. We'll have some snacks, uh, pretty fun wine list, and do a small seasonal cocktail. All your licensing done? Everything's all done. We are actually just in the inspection process. So we've had some some things that are outside of our control, but we're in the home stretch and can't wait to get people in. There. It's a t- man. Congrats. Just yeah. getting yeah, into congrats. the business. It's it's tough as we find here with Studio Kitchen Colorado. We want all the capabilities. So uh, who knew that there were zone use permits? Who knew that there was business license? Are we who breaking did? laws right yeah. now? <laughs> no, we're not. It's private, man. I didn't charge you any money yet. Yeah, yeah, Once enough. I charge you a dollar. <laughs> Then, then we're, we're we are, that's, that's right. Uh, so looking forward to that. Absolutely. Run with the roses. Run for the roses. Run for the roses. Uh, where'd you come up with the name? Um, it actually has to go with the history of the block. So we are Windsor Creamery. At one point, our building was part of the stables for the creamery for the um, actually deliveries. And then the Celtic had off-track betting for horse and dog races for 16 years. So we kind of went into that. Going to the track, betting, gambling, luck and superstition lifestyle. Um, so it's going to feel more like you're kind of in an underground lounge than a bar itself. Um, Very cool. Kind of focus on 
you know, guest experience and um, engaging with a lot of luck and superstition as it goes to drinking and betting and things like that. Um, our actual cocktail menu, our classics cocktail menu is this, which is a full deck of cards awesome. that we've developed. Um, is that it right there? Yep. Yeah, that's it's it. super yeah. cool. Very cool. That yeah. cool. <clears throat> and I would, let me, let me throw some questions at you. You're yeah. going with that superstition, wow. luck. You've got to have a little uh, NOLO in there. New Orleans is one of those places that really encompasses that kind of stuff. And, Absolutely. And so tell me, wait, how are, are you bringing a little feel of that in there? It's Yep, there's going to be a lot of kind of that jazz lounge sort of vibe in there. Um, and then go all the way back to some of these great classics that came from New Orleans. You know, we'll be able to do awesome. gin fizzes, Sazeracs, all of those sort of fun old school cocktails. I have a oh, feeling you're going to awesome. have to buy a lot of these cards because one of them is going to actually coming with me at some point. a bunch of those. We're going to sell those as well. So there'll be 11 bucks. It's the menu, but then it actually functions as a full deck this of cards. so cool. It's and so cool. all of those you can take home and actually make. Um, so essentially you get a deck of cards and a cocktail book for 11 bucks, and there's 50 classic wow. cocktails. I'm and your you, first customer. Do you get it the way that it, it's broken down with the, the color coding on the bottom shows yep. you yeah. the percentage? It's just, that's genius. To who came up with that? You had it. Um, I did. It was actually an idea that we had you Dude, know, kind of started talking pending? about. No, I... It's, it's too much of a hassle to try to go on the patent, and I would much man. rather people buy it and enjoy it. And, yeah, I'll take a note over here. And see their versions of it. Hey, Sean, yeah. me and you, you want to go in on half <laughs> hey, on this I've thing? Got this now. It wasn't easy to develop, so if you can do it, please yeah, do it. Like, it took us about out, six <laughs> months. It started Here's with, something weird. You yeah. can actually play cards with it, Exactly. Too. That's yeah. It's got to function as that at first and foremost. We'll play some cards here. I'll raise you a gin and tonic, okay? That would be... This is a new drinking game. Well, our tequila, agave spirits, are all card themed. Mm -hmm. All of them are. Okay. So the Blanco, the Reposado, the Añejo, the Vodka Gin are all card themed. So this is kind of a cool... Yeah. Yeah. Well, like could it. you imagine you're playing 21 and the loser has to drink the yeah, other person's drinks? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. Is, is that the loser? <laughs> yeah. You it might be the winner on, on that one. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's the winner. Congrats <laughs> on this, man. Thank you so I much. I think you're yeah. going to do very, very well. Thank I you. like That's it a lot. Brilliant. It's great. Well, and he's got his two drinks right here, folks. He's made a couple yeah. drinks. Did you I'm make excited. any yet? Yes. I haven't made any yet. I brought everything with Let's us. Let's do that on the show. And I was going to actually utilize some Sean Spirits. Stop it. Okay. To go in there. Is there any more absent plot? Yeah, right? There is. So I brought two kind of a little bit out there classics. Describe them, then um, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and hopefully we can make them on the air. What perfect. do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be cool. Um, so the Hall of Your Wallbanger is first one. It's kind of a really old, almost forgotten about classic uh, vodka base, fresh orange juice, Galliano liqueur. Um, it's a really, really fun classic that has a cool story behind it. So that's kind of what I picked to use the vodka. Yep. And then kind of a far cousin from essentially a Negroni, which is a gin-based cocktail that has gin, a bitter element, and sweet vermouth, um, is a Boulevardier. So using your guys' Colorado bourbon whiskey, uh, pairing that with a little bit of sweet vermouth, and then Campari in there. Kind of one sweet, kind of bitter, you know, spirit-forward drink, and then a little bit more citrusy, sweet, easy-drinking Sean, move over. It's my new favorite right I'm, here. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> sold. Waters. I can't wait for Run for the Roses. Um, it just sounds like such a cool thing. And, and a guy like you, who I can tell is very intelligent and very astute to your art, Thanks. which I truly believe. You know how some is. people like meditate and yoga and all that stuff? Just hearing him say those things. <laughs> 
the zen. You're Super in. relaxing. Oh, man. Yeah. I felt like like I, I want to put my fingers like this and just That's right. go cross my Please legs. watch it on Facebook so you <laughs> know what Sean's doing yeah. with his fingers. I want to see that. Colorado it's, Kitchen Yoga Time yeah. here yeah. with alcohol <laughs> and our friends from all around the state. It's 730 <laughs> on 630 KHOW live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Studio Kitchen. And Studio. Uh, just having a great time tonight. Again, Sean Smiley here with us. Uh, state 38 Distilling, and Steve Waters, who's a up-and-comer. I mean, already very successful. Great in his beer. Owner, but going oh, on well, to yeah. a, um, a, a, a a new endeavor, which I can't wait to follow. And Charlie Gottenkinney, um, he's forgotten more about beer than I'll ever know, and that's a true statement right there. We're going to return with all of these gentlemen right here, along with myself, Greg Hollenbeck and Brian Freeman, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledge sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? From Tattoo Bella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show with Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman. We've got Sean Smiley and... Over here with a, a wealth of uh, cocktail material, uh, Steve Waters is going to be whipping up some really nice stuff for us. So 
Dude, with a voice like that, I'm buying. Right? He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you're got selling. It. I'm buying. I can't even follow that at wow. all. Um, so, yeah, to we're just going to say who do... he is, though. Say yeah, your name. Charlie. Uh, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny with Brews Beers. Yes, and you are. Sitting here drinking a barrel-aged uh, quadruple. So. This is amazing. Yeah, we'll pass it over right now to Steve Waters. Absolutely. What are you going to so put I'm together? Gonna start, I'm going to go through actually pretty quick for everybody. I love it. Two cocktails, all classics. Um, kind of our main focus down there is going to be classics. Um, so this one, like I said before, kind of a cry from the um, classic gin cocktail, um, a Negroni, so a Boulevardier. So we're going to use Sean's um, Colorado bourbon, and we're basically going to do a two-to-one-to-one proportion. So I'm going to go two ounces with the bourbon. So much fun. Check it out live on Facebook Live right now, The Modern Eater. You and just got to love how a, a, a bartender, a chef, whoops. comes in here and just embraces the kitchen here. It's just awesome. Trust so me, do, I make cocktails at like some of the weirdest places. And it's, <laughs> even at my house, I don't even measure anything. We just, you yeah. know, pour things together. That, it's all kind of by taste. So. That's my question. I, I own a bar in Rhino, right? And half my staff, I'm like, eyeball it or measure it so yep. how often do you require staff to actually measure versus eyeball always measuring for staff um okay. anything just, that i'm kind of consuming on my own it's, okay, right? okay. but it's a, it's about consistency so sure. every so, single person that comes in is going to get the same tasting cocktail yeah. no matter who makes it or no matter what so time it could be it someone was. who's got 20 years experience you're still yep. going to do the measurements we're still going to do the measurements we're going to do it the exact same way that's good to know so yep. if we go to sean's house we want to taste a different cocktail every time Dude, Every time I make that cocktail, it's gonna take. To- it's gonna be yeah. heavy on bourbon, heavy on aperol or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, guys, there's one thing about the the consistency of the cocktail, but then there's another thing that I don't think uh, everyone ties into is the fact that they think, oh, I'm gonna pour you a stronger drink because you're gonna like me. But that's, I, I don't think nine times out of ten the case because no, I, I no, want no. you to pour me a drink that I can stay at your bar all night and keep As a bar you. owner, I'll tell you this. If I if I pour you two heavy drinks, you're not going to buy more drinks. Yeah, yeah that's right? true. So I, I want you to feel a buzz, right? But I don't want you to get hammered off of the first drink. First, yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. you got to be business smart about it. Like absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's a so gorgeous-looking go. drink. Boulevardier can come many ways over a large oh. rock, cubes, whatever it is. Um, I like to do an orange peel, kind of just express it over there it kind of brings out everything in the Kamhari um, and then especially with the whiskey no. and highlight. Do the please, honor. Please, 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 no, please, please, please. It's your show, dude. Look at you. It's, it's similar, though. You've got a little characteristics in there of an old-fashioned, in a sense. Exactly. It I does mean, have some of that. Yeah, you have um, a little bit of a sweetness element. You have a little bit of a bitter element. And then the bourbon itself. So it's just like a little bit more kick. And then you get a taller cocktail um, because you're adding oh. a few more spirits in it oh. than just Well, Greg whiskey, should so. switch to this because he likes an old-fashioned, but he also likes to drink out of a wine glass to go. bring out his feminine I don't like side. A wine there you go. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Who brought the crystal tonight? I did. Actually, that I was know, ours. I yeah. know we yep. don't have that stocked here yet, Little Rich. Crystal, wow, put folks. that on the shopping list over there underneath the grill brush. I got to give it to you, brush. Steve. That is an incredible drink. Thank that you. Is. Appreciate that it. Is, it is really well, Thank well, you. well made. Let's hear the uh, blue, beautiful dulcet tones of Charlie Gotten, Kenny. What do you think, Charlie? Well, it is totally awesome. Yeah. What could I say about <laughs> totally. it? It's very, very good. What, what part of that do you like, Charlie? You have a very fine palate as well. What, what do you like in that? You know, I like the, the interplay between the whiskey, which is a nice whiskey, and um, there's a bitter element to it, mm-hmm. you know, which I really like. And... I think part of that comes from the oil out of the citrus peel. So. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
I definitely Ooh. think Jake that. Yeah. Okay. See, that's how that's you make okay. the orange and yeah. Jay, Jay that, only that, That's a printed light. label today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did that did that high-end vodka feel yeah. weird yeah. in your hand, Jay? <laughs> did it feel like kryptonite to the man who pours Bud Light? Is that... <laughs> I don't know why you let these guys just give you shit. Oh, Stop wow. the whole the whole show. It's all right. We're done. Chip, chip. Yeah. Chip. Oh, listen to that. Listen to that. Woo. A little salsa and merengue dancing there. Uh, so this is the Tom Harvey Cruz Wallbanger. And Brian Brown. Uh, <laughs> the, the what banger? The Harvey Wallbanger. Quite the shake you So got we're there, going sir. with uh, fresh orange juice, and we try to shake it pretty hard. It gets a nice frothiness to it. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to go three parts orange juice to about two parts vodka, and then we're just going to float the um, Galliano on top. So. Pour this guy in, add some ice, and then flow Galliano on top. You're going to do oh. one part Galliano, but if you like it a little bit sweeter, really like Galliano, go ahead and just add as much as you want. So I got to admit, I've never had Galliano before. What okay. what What is Galliano? What's the... You've the, never had your the, Galliano it's flow. It's the golden man. rays of the sun. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. The golden rays of the sun. Right? I, I mean, it's yeah. a cool bottle, but what, I haven't what, had it either. What's the type of alcohol, I guess? So it's, it's technically classified as a liqueur. Um, it does have some sort of, you know orange flavor there's okay. a little bit of lemon zest to it okay and then a, a touch of kind of floral notes nice. but it definitely is a little bit on the sweeter side so what's crazy folks is is there's only a few of us in the room that are old enough to know when these Harvey Warbangers were like one of the hottest drinks. I'm not one that of them. That was the thing. Yeah, no, Just there's, you, Brian, there's yeah. only a couple of us. Well, this, believe me, uh, I am. Were, <laughs> you, were you watching the Partridge Family while you were drinking this drink? <laughs> Partridge Family came uh, it was long a, after that. Yeah, it was, it was more like my three sons, thank you. But uh, <laughs> that's amazing. It was more like, uh, you know. Car 54, where are you? <laughs> hey, and then other big ups for the sustainable straws there, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing that we're actually doing at the bar is we're trying to minimize our footprint as much as possible awesome. as a bar. This was you a two-step. Creating uh, spirits is kind of you know, a little bit wasteful in itself. So as a bar, we're trying to figure out how to function with as little waste as possible. No single-use plastic that goes with the metal straws composting everything that we use, and then all the produce we bring in-house um, using every single part of that. It's a different dimension to the drink, too. The yeah. cold on your lips uh, is, I mean, that's a delicious drink right there. But I would like it's to say thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I mean, we're not lying. Can you make another <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, I can make plenty. We brought a ton of stuff, so. No, make another. Yeah. Charlie, <laughs> got you. Hey, wait, Steve. I think somebody wants you to make another. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, do you guys make, want make another? one another, right? Wow. I mean, look, yeah, that look, is look, incredible. Jay, look at that. Another, yeah. please? Yeah. Oh gone, gone. Was... See, that's exactly how those should drink, too. You know, there's two ounces of booze in that, and you hardly notice it. And we can expect it. this at your new restaurant. Absolutely. So this is on the Classics menu. This is one of the vodka-based drinks. So right here, it's actually the number two on our Classics menu. Hey, we got to do a field trip. Feels like my mic's not all the way on. I don't know. I'm in. Yeah, you guys have to come down. We're hoping to open next month. So, like I said, we're in the Good final on. stages. Hey, I would be in for this field trip. You know, uh, yeah. lately I'm. Oh yeah, you would. Uh, I'm well, really busy, but this is uh, this is one of those field trips. I don't want to pass up. Well, you can come after work. We're Thursday through Sunday, 5 p.m. till 2 a.m. And we're gonna do boot, uh, snacks all the way until we close until 2 o'clock. And right in the old uh, or in the new dairy district. Yep, right in the in dairy block. Um, dairy so, block, beautiful. You know, nice there's. Catch. Good catch. 
of around 80,000 square feet of new retail that's going in there. So everything from Milk Market, from Frank Bonanno, who has 16 different foods concepts in there, to Huckleberry Coffee, um, to us, a couple of other restaurants in the block. Uh, Blanchard Family Wines is going in and doing an urban winery. So there's going to be a ton, a ton of new stuff down there. You think in your vodka tastes good. I, I mean, here's the thing about it. First of all, I'm talking over a cake right now. I know. Yeah. It's hard to do another yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I love it. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good on radio. It really does. Um, a good bartender yeah. can make just about anything taste good. Right? You could, you could ferment and distill shoe leather. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay my brand no, by the way, no, but no, but yeah. but they can they can come with the right uh, bitters and and raw you know fruits and sugars and whatnot yeah. and make it taste fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this obviously is a gentleman who is uh, a master of his Thank art and uh, knows what he's doing. Hey, well, let's try. It, it helps when we start with good product. Well, I mean, dude, when you see someone shake like that, then I know it's for real. Something's going on. Yeah. Right? When I shake when I shake something, I'm like. You know that works too. <laughs> we have more sushi that's getting dished up for If only this wasn't radio right and you now. could get the visual <laughs> that I got here today on the stuff. You, you, Sean, that there's very, some visual elements in this, right? That was very sexy. Right. For, for all the listeners on the radio right now, I, I basically did the um, you know the, 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 the grandma shake, grandpa you know. shake, you know, hand on top, hand on bottom. So all right, we're gonna bring Little Rich's mic up before we go into break. Little Rich is going to describe this delicious dessert that he brought here for us tonight. You know, just looking at this, I almost need an insulin shot. Just uh, looking yeah. at this. <laughs> well, that <laughs> smells like diabetes over there. That's Jay's line. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, these are absolutely beautiful. You know, we were at the Broadmoor. I've been out there at the Broadmoor most of this week. We were there last night for the Certified Master Chef uh, welcome dinner. And I wanted to show off some of the incredible... Uh, chocolate work that they do and, and even the chocolate every bit of chocolate that you see in here they have made for them in southern France and they they have to make I think it's 4,000 pounds at a time they bring it all over but they're I mean they're incredible they're in a league all of their own I, I just wanted to bring some down Cafe Julie's right in the lobby we I remember look uh, John Johnstone showing me the floor plans for the the drawings for it but it's incredible what they do there do you all ever get concerned about something that looks so good that you're scared to eat it? Yeah. You know oh, what like, I mean? Like, oh, it, pretty to eat? Yeah. You're like, do I? Because it's beautiful. I get described is, that way all the time. <laughs> That's true. I've actually said that about you on multiple occasions. <laughs> Little Rich, you do look delicious. <laughs> but can I see gold flake across this table? Oh, that? yeah. Is yeah. That? Yeah. This is this is gold. I mean, those... Those pastries, those desserts. Do we get to eat them? Are truly yeah, that's like what yeah. Sean was saying. We're tearing we, into this. Do we actually get to eat those tonight? Yeah, yeah they, they're pretty. Yeah. Gigi left early, and I wanted her to photograph these, and so we sent her pictures after she left, and she's really upset that she left. Uh-oh. <laughs> if they look half as good, or they taste half as good as they look, I'm, I'm the cookie monster. I'm all over oh, that. They, they're yeah. incredible. Can we have another? Uh, yeah. Do you want one, Bartender. one of each? One of each. One of each. Just fill it out. out. <laughs> I, I, we can do that. Yes. Fill up the fish Folks, bowl. this yeah. Harvey Wallbanger is everything that it ever could what, what, be. Where does that name come from again? Remind so me. it's actually a really interesting story. So there's kind of an old wives' tale that it came from a guy, and this is a, he ordered it at a bar, and it became famous. Everybody loved him, whatever. Um, it was really actually made up from Galliano. It was a marketing play, uh, and smart. he did this incredible job, and it's one of those rare cocktails that 
came out in marketing and stayed and really has been around so and is now kind of getting a resurgence. Yeah. So it's a yeah. fun little Any more cocktails backstory. like that, as that story goes? I mean... You know, off the top of my head, I don't know very many that have to there, to walk Isn't there a woman's version of a hall be- heart? Is there, what wall banger? Is there a woman? We call it twerking nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we don't say wall banger. We say twerk. Jay, Jay, Jay has, knows Jay, something. Jay, I know something. What movie? The Harriet Twerker. Right? Is that from? Harvey Wallbanger, where they're drinking Harvey Wallbangers. And I, Steve, I no offense, sure. but you might be too young. Uh, or you might when look, Harry you might met look Sally, too young. or was that? Nah, a, uh, I like what Charlie just said. Harriet Twerker is the uh, <laughs> the female. Uh, I'll give it to you in the commercial break. Let's take Ooh, a break okay, right thanks. now. We'll come back. What what a cast we have tonight. It's just been a fun night at Studio Kitchen Colorado with Chef Elon Wenzel. He's uh, taking a deep breath over there. A, a night of cooking. We got some good video of you, Elon. That's going to be fun to watch on Facebook Live when you're home at night, and, and I'll be watching it too. Uh, Sean Smiley, State 38 Distilling, along with Steve Waters and Charlie Gottenkinney joining us here. Next up is Charlie Gottenkinney for Booze in the News, all the booze news you can use right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado. We'll talk Belgium-style beers and uh, none better than brews beers in Midtown. We'll do that when we get back right here on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu train chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design. Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eaters Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Indeedy, Mr. Tweedy, here is Jay Parker to welcome us to this new segment. Hey, thanks, Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. That's right, it's booze in the news, all the booze news you can use, and nobody better. We've got a lot of booze people in the room today, and I don't mean that in a bad way. There's just a State 38s here, and then Stephen that's opening up uh, Run for the Roses is here. Charlie Gotten, Kenny Brews Beers, one of the best beer, se- beer, not beers, but one of the best booze segments we've had. And Sorry, the ales, the ales. Right? Yeah, yeah, Belgian ales, right. Charlie, Gotten Kenny from Brews Beers, welcome to the show. Thank you. How Thank are you? you? I'm good. 
Talk, good. talk about some beer. Well, uh, we've been cooking up a lot of stuff, doing a lot of brewing. So we brewed uh, last, in the last two weeks, we've brewed two triples and a golden strong. So those will be coming out soon, but we've got a fig brown in the works and, um, you know, a kiwi saison. Wow. Which is not only going to have kiwi juice in it, but it's going to have um, some Nelson Savon hops from New Zealand and some Wakatu hops from New Zealand. So it's kind of our, our Zealand saison. But uh, what everybody's excited about is the champagne beer is going to be coming out right before That's Thanksgiving. Is, yes. I'm late to oh the party. Gosh. I'm sorry. I'm tardy. Hey, welcome to the show. Here I am. Greg Hollenbeck here with Here's Modern what Eater. I want to do. This is really cool. First of all, the champagne beer release I'm excited for. Yes. It goes as quick mm-hmm. as you make it. Truly. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it, it won't last past the holidays. Put me down for a case. I mean, right. let's, are you again? I want us. I mean, are you I'm, with me? I'm half a case. Well, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll split one. We'll split, we'll split one. a case. We'll have cases, but if you buy it at the bar, it'll come in a in a champagne flute with a Belgian chocolate truffle next to it. And really? Yeah. Oh, I've had it, it's Charlie. Awesome. It was it was how we met and how I sort of fell in love with this guy. I mean, he wooed me. It was a, a pure woo move that he did with that, yeah. that Here's truffle. Here's what I want to oh. do. If you'll indulge me, will you turn off that light right there, Richie? Please, Uh-oh. Rich is going to oh. go turn down it's the good. light. Uh-huh. Are we dancing? Greg, are we so dancing? He has a thing. Turn down with, the light. He has a thing with turning the lights That's off. That's all right. Can someone Ooh, turn on a little little, uh, Patrick Swayze? And, uh, no, all we're going to do, we're going to, it's story time right here at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Tell us a good beer story, Charlie. Okay, so let's see. Good beer stories. Um well, um, let me let me talk about Golden Strongs, which are the kind of bad boys of the Belgian beer industry. I'm liking where you so going. So the original one was Duvel, which means devil. And uh, I asked my Belgian friends one time, well, why do they call it devil? And uh, they said, well, you're sitting on the bar stool and you're having two or three of them and uh, you get up to go to the men's room and you fall on your ass because the devil got you. Well, then all the other brewers that were you know, that decided to make a similar beer, and this was back in, like, the 1940s, uh, decided to make a similar beer, so there's Lucifer and Satan and, you know, Judas and Beelzebub and uh, all these different demon names, but they also started naming them after uh, pirates and, you know, so you have Pirat and Brigadoon and Brigand and then uh, Delirium Tremens, which is the pink elephants. So these are kind of the bad boys of Belgian beer. And um, who's impressed so far? Yeah. I mean, are you in on this story? Yeah, you're like, he hands put, up, you, up. you put the yeah. mic up in the air. So when Continue you, when you on, go sir. over uh, to any bar and order a, a Duvel or one of the other uh, demon beers or pirate beers and stuff. Uh, so we have a few of these. Uh, one of them is called, uh, when we just brewed this, uh, Diablo Dorado. So that's the golden devil in Spanish. And uh, we also have one called Hellraiser, which is... Uh, about ten and a half percent, and really an ass-kicking beer. So, um, at ten and a half percent, yes, yes it yeah. is. We have a sort of a cult following. Couldn't for that. that be a Duvel though? Well, Duvel's eight and a half percent. So it has is, to be eight and a half percent. Well, that's just the, the strength they brew it to. Should so thirteen okay, percent. So we're we're sitting there <laughs> pushing the edges, and and ten and a half is pretty good. I love yes. that story. I, we can we have time for one more? Can you do another? One more. Let's see. Um, how about white beers? And white beers are famous because, um, you know, you have uh, two beers in the U.S., um, Blue Moon and Shock Top, that are actually bigger than the entire craft beer industry. 
but they are not the best ones out there. So originally this was a style that was about uh, 400 years old, and in the 1950s it totally died out. Nobody was making it anymore. And so there's a guy that's a milkman in the town of Hoogarten, and P his name is Pierre Sellis, and he's, he's dead now, but you know he's a national hero in Belgium. He revived the style in the 1960s. He like sold everything he owned, you know, got a bunch of used dairy equipment and formed a brewery and created Hoogarten. And, uh, you know, Hoogarten is now a, probably the, one of the largest exports out of Belgium, but it's also the inspiration for uh, things like uh, Shock Top and uh, Blue Moon and Avery White Rascal and, and a lot of other beers along the same line. White beers, if you will. And uh, we have one called Dom Blanche. And Dom Blanche is the white lady, and it's um, uh, the Dom Blanches were um, basically apparitions that you'd run into in the woods as you're going down the trail, and uh, in order to let you pass, you had to dance with them. And if you danced with them, they would give you a coin and, and let you go on your way. And if you didn't dance with them, and a lot of people didn't because they thought they were soul stealers, um, then she'd throw you in the, in the river or into the uh, brambles. So... You know, wait, wait, wait. Here, <laughs> I, wait, let we, me, Greg, Greg Hollenbeck. How so can what we would have you a dinner? Do? How what can we have a dinner? We're gonna have a dinner, and there's stories. other things. That I, I just want Charlie there. No, you know what's missing? A campfire. I know. This is like <laughs> dinner time theater right here. Yeah. Is, Here's what I want to do. Uh, first of all, beer stories with Charlie Gotten Kenny. We're gonna record a minute every week to throw a right. beer story. I think that that is so cool. Beyond yeah. that, we're going to do a beer dinner as well. Have to thank everybody who showed up tonight. Uh, first of all, Little Rich Schneider, you're instrumental in everything that we do. Uh, Can I turn off. the lights on? Not yet. You're starting to look good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's my strategy. This is, yeah. All right, Rich. Everything on a dimmer. That's what I say. i got to thank Chef Emma Nemechek for joining the show. Lee Sullivan, Denver 5. Uh, Mac Peranto, Seattle Fish Company. Thank you so much. Elon Wenzel, the chef of the night. Let's hear it for Elon. He's awesome. Yes. Elon. Yes, indeed. Sean Smiley, State 38 Distilling. Let's hear it for Sean. Yes, Sean, my brother. His new absent. Steve Waters, I can't wait to go to your restaurant, and uh, it's going to be a cocktailing lounge. Run for run, the roses, Run babe. for the roses. Run for the roses. Uh, Charlie Gotten, Kenny, none better. Again, you just heard the reasons why. He's uh he knows so much about beer and, I mean, beverages all together. Campfire stories with Charlie. Yep, Charlie Gotten, Kenny, yeah. brews beers. Thanks to everybody in the audience. Have to thank uh, Boulder Ice Cream. I mean, Boulder Organic Ice, ice Cream is delicious. And Robbie Hahn, you do such a great job. All right, we're going to take out here. Jay Parker, thank you so much. Brian Freeman, we're out. We'll see you next week on the Modern Eater Show.